foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzliff. I'm going to take us to Amos chapter 8, starting in verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. You know, Janie, it really does seem like there's a famine today of the Word of God. We have so intermingled the culture in with the church that the truth of His Word seems to be contaminated. You know, we kind of talk about watering down His truths so that they fit my comforts. And that's a good point, Sharon, because, you know, we have been living under continual stress now for several years. Yeah. And continual stress taxes the mind, the soul, the body, our temperaments, our relationships. And what is the result of all of that? We slip back into doing things our own way. And the sad part about that is, Sharon, is that We have been delivered from that bondage. That's a slavery. That's like being in prison when you're having to walk after your old man's ways when Jesus Christ said he took care of it at the cross. Right. That's true. Have you ever really stopped to consider that Jesus was baptized and then the dove descended and the voice from heaven spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then the scriptures in Luke 4 says he immediately was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tested. Now you talk about a high to a low. Right. You have just now been affirmed that you are the Son of God in flesh, come to redeem and save and deliver. And then immediately, you've got to have a faced one-on-one conflict. Now, sometimes when you go to church, you feel like you're in that same situation. You go for a great sermon, and then you have a conflict with somebody else in the church, or your emotions remember how you were mistreated or ignored. But nevertheless, it's the reality of your life. Right. So Jesus Christ knew his father. He knew his words. And he didn't try to argue with Satan. He simply quoted life that his father had given him. He used the scriptures. Well, and that's kind of what we're missing today in the struggles that we're going through. We're looking for a solution apart from Christ. We don't understand why God's allowing things to happen. And so we just want God to just take us home. We don't want to go through this hardship. We don't want to go through these trials. We just want to be done and go home. And, you know, that is such a 
earthbound common response that we all have. Uh So what did Jesus want us to learn? In this same encounter in the wilderness, he defeated with the very words that the enemy was trying to use to condemn. But here's where we have to learn out of that passage. In Luke 4, 13, it says that when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed until a more convenient time. Right. And we want to be done. You said it. We We want to be be done done with this. Right. But the Lord is saying, no, you're not going to be done with this. This is going to be your life here because I've called you to be a witness and a testimony Mm -hmm. in my absence. Because there's apostasy, apostasy, there is a falling away, there is a falsehood to undermine. Uh, We've been warned that there will be periods of counterfeit faith, and there'll be human conflict, there'll be natural calamities, and there will be sentencisms that brings deep wounds to any way of thinking. And Sharon, if we just look at today and yesterday and tomorrow, we will falter from fears. Yes. We will succumb to that. Mm -hmm. But if we read and realize that the Lord says, now, remember, you're going to have more testings. The enemy or his emissaries are going to come and try to rattle you once again. So I had my brother write the book of James to tell you that when you do get these testings and these various trials, count it all joy. Mm-hmm. You know, that almost sounds like a crazy man talking, doesn't right. it? <laughs> right. Count it all joy when you're headed for trouble and unknown. But he says there's a purpose and a reason in that, and that is that your faith will grow. Well, and the thing that I'm seeing is that We've been kind of experiencing that famine, not from God sending that famine, but from our own laziness. Uh, That's a good point, because God has told us to prepare for what's coming. Yeah. He's told us to look at the signs of our times, and I am in heaven preparing a place for my family, and you're my representative to battle where I have gone to make preparation. And not to be discouraged or fearful, because he has a game plan that he is executing, and he's bringing it to fruition as we come to the end of the age that we are now living in. Okay. And then sharing another evidence of apostasy is there'll be false teachers, and we always say, oh, they'll be in the pulpit. But I beg your pardon. They will also be anybody that has authority as they speak. And that can be your philosophers. That can be your professors. That can be government leaders. That can be people in in medical. Anybody who thinks and molds our thinking of today. Well, they're doing that in our schools today. They're teaching a religious belief in evolution, that there is no God. It's a false teaching. Well, and who promotes that more than anybody else today? Our media. Uh Uh-huh. Our media. Right. They've invaded the education. They've invaded the news. And and we buy it. Yeah. Now, Sharon, if we take a look at history, we can see that after every major crisis, Uh we never returned back to the old normal. 
Uh, right. And we true. have many peoples today saying, if we could just go back to the way it was, we want the government to fix the problems. Right. Uh, we want somebody to take charge and make the wrongs right. Yeah. And we should never tolerate sin. But right now, our focus is to fuss and fume rather than to intercede in prayer and be the warriors that God has called us to be. So then we are reaping what we've sown, and there is a famine in the land because we're going about writing things the wrong way. Okay. Uh, We're using Jesus Christ as a weapon to tear down and destroy he has become a cuss word in our society. Okay, like what What do you mean? He is the reason we have all these problems. Oh, okay. He's not a solution for anything. We need to destroy his memory and his ministry off of our minds. We need to rewrite history. He oh, becomes okay. just a bad nightmare. Oh, okay, I see. And that's the world's view of who Jesus Christ is, rather than the truth is that he is the only redeemer, the only solution, the Mm -hmm. only hope that we can have as a nation, as a country, as individuals. And then the Christian seems weak because we haven't studied his word. And that's because we live by what we see. Okay. We live by what we feel. And that's going to wind up putting you into the uncertainty of turmoil. Okay. Because that's not the way to fix a problem. Right. So, you know, when we come together for worship and fellowship, our conversations center on what's wrong with where we are, rather than the fact that God has told us to stand strong. Or we can lose our physical health, our emotional, our mental sharpness and alertness. But instead, what do we do? We focus on the negative. And we as the church, in the pulpit, in the ministry, on -on one-on-one, we promote fear. We just do it at a higher level. We do it at a religious level. Right. All Right. right. So if you want to think like the world then you're really willing to tear down the standards that were once held with honor. Right. So basically you're saying we've given up a lot of the old attributes because they're outdated. Yeah. So, Sharon, moral apathy and callous indifference will lead you to cruelty because morality is no longer important. Right. Do away with moral responsibility, and there'll just be coldness in the human heart. So, Sharon, the solution is know the shepherd, because if you know the shepherd, you'll recognize his voice. Do you know if you put a lot of different sheep from different sheepfolds into the same pen, that when the shepherd that has trained its sheep speaks, the others just keep on grazing. But those that know the name immediately know the voice know the voice know the voice and they will not be succumbed to the deceitful of another shepherd so god has said know me know what i have said and there'll be no famine in your land or in your heart even though there may be a famine in the world 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.